Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 24 of Revelation chapter 13. We're going to be reading verses 13 and 14. Revelation 13, verse 13 says, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword, and did live. Well, we're going to be first looking at verse 13. He doeth great wonders. This is the the beast that came up out of the earth, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven. And we, we saw that wonders is also translated as sign, or signs. He, he, he does great signs. And the sign that God uh, spells out and talks about is making fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And this calling down fire from heaven is actually a legitimate thing for the Lord to do, for God to do. And we do read about God or or the people of God calling down fire from heaven in times of danger, uh, for instance, in Luke 9. In Luke 9. Now here, uh, Christ is not going to grant the disciples' request, but, uh, but it's significant that they're, they're bringing this up. They're, uh, they're asking this question. In Luke 9, in verse 51, and it came to pass, when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? even as Elias did. But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. James and John were referring to a historical event that we read about in the Old Testament when Elijah called down fire from heaven. And Jesus corrects them that they did not know what manner of spirit that they were identified with. And Christ came to save and not to destroy. This is the time of salvation or or God is teaching about salvation at this point. So you don't call down fire from heaven. Now what they were referring to, we read about in Second Kings... Chapter 1, 2 Kings, and in chapter 1, 
there was a king of Israel who was very sick, and he was sending to Ekron um, to inquire of the god of Ekron uh, concerning his illness. But but uh, the messengers were turned back uh, by a prophet. And, and the prophet said, is there not a god in Israel that you go and inquire from uh, Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? And then in hearing this, it says in 2 Kings 1, in verse 7, And he said unto them, What manner of man was he which came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him, He was a hairy man, and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent unto him a captain of fifty with his fifty, and he went up to him, and behold, he sat on the top of a hill, and he spake unto him, Thou man of God, the king has said, Come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of fifty, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again also he sent unto him another captain of fifty with his fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, Thus hath the king said, Come down quickly. And Elijah answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. And then the the, um, historical account goes on to... Uh, describe a third captain and his 50 who are sent. The, the king of Israel is desperate and, and so he continues to send officers and their men. And, and that third captain and his 50 approaches Elijah very humbly and carefully and, and pleads for his life and his men. And, uh, Elijah is told by God to go with him. And, and the third captain and his 50 are not destroyed by fire falling from heaven. And in this historical account in Second Kings, we can see God's uh, salvation program. Two-thirds, two captains and their 50 are destroyed by fire from heaven. One-third, the, uh, one captain and the 50 is spared. And, and God speaks of saving a third part in Zechariah chapter 13, and uh, two-thirds are destroyed. And so it's a clear picture of the gospel. But it's also what is being drawn upon by John and James in the passage in Luke we read, and what is being drawn upon in Revelation 13, that the beast, Satan, in the time of the Great Tribulation, has the ability to make fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And uh, notice in the scripture we read in Second Kings 1 that Elijah, in responding to the captain uh, who said, Thou man of God, come down. Elijah answered, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven. And and that means 
fire coming down from heaven is an evidence that Elijah was a man of God, that he was a true prophet of the Lord. Therefore, fire coming down from heaven or being able to call down fire from heaven validates the true prophet of God. And that's why uh, it's such a big deal for this to be said of Satan in in the time of the end, the time when God is judging the churches, that for Satan to have ability to call down fire from heaven, it's as though he's validating his presence as the man of sin ruling in the church. He's he's validating himself as though he is God, and and people will. Uh, respond to this. They will be deceived by this. But the the question remains that uh, the Bible says that Satan, as he infiltrates the churches and overcomes the church and and begins to establish the church in his own image and is doing these great wonders in the sight of men, that uh, specifically he will he maketh fire to come down from heaven on the earth. And have we seen that? Has has that sign been occurring in the churches of today? We see many strange things going on in the church. But as far as I'm aware, there's no church that claims to be able to call down fire from heaven. Even the strangest churches, the most far out uh, concerning they're going away from the word of God. They they don't even claim to have that kind of power to call down fire from heaven. Does that mean that what we're reading about in Revelation 13 has not yet happened? No, it doesn't mean that at all. We We just have to keep searching the Bible to find out what else might be in view. And in Matthew 26... In Matthew chapter 26, it says in uh, verse 47, And while he yet spake, and, and that's referring to Jesus, Lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he Hold him fast. And and then it says in verse 50, And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they, and laid hands on Jesus, and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand, and drew his sword, and struck a servant of the high priest, and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? And Jesus is taken by Judas and the band of men uh, given to him by the chief priests. And we read uh, concerning this in John chapter 18. In John 18, it describes the same event in verse 1. 
When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where was a garden, into the which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then, as he had said unto them, I am, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled, which he spake of them, which which thou gavest me, I have lost none. Well, here we, we read of Judas and the band of men from the chief priests and the Pharisees come to take him. And if ever there was a proper time... For a man of God who, uh, obviously, Christ is the man of God, if ever there was a proper moment in time to call down fire from heaven, this was it. Just as the king of Israel long ago sought to apprehend Elijah. And Elijah is only a type and figure of Christ. And, and he was able to call down fire from heaven and burn up the captain and his fifty and a second captain and his fifty. And they, they had come to seize him, to take him. They, they did not come humbly and, and beseech him and, and gently ask him as the third captain and his fifty, but to take him by force, just as these men led by Judas came to take the Lord Jesus Christ by force. Now is the time to call down fire from heaven and to destroy them all in an instant. And yet Christ did not do that. And we read why in Matthew 26 verse 53. How else will the scriptures be fulfilled? And therefore he had to allow himself to be taken by these men. But in order to show and to demonstrate that that Christ as the man of God had the ability and certainly the power to call down fire from heaven, Christ says, I am. The, those two mighty, powerful words that reveal that he is eternal God, the great I am. Uh, when Moses was at the burning bush and he asked, uh, who shall I say that, that you are? What is thy name? And, and the voice uh, came forth from the bush and said, I am that I am the, the all existent one, the everlasting God from eternity past to eternity future, 
He is the great I am, the one being that always is, that lives. And, and so Christ is letting it be known in response to these men. First, Jesus says, whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am. And as soon as he had said unto them, I am, they went backward and fell to the ground. They ought to have been burned up into ashes and destroyed for daring to lay hands upon the man of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. But that could not be. It was necessary for the word of God, for scripture to be fulfilled, for all things that God has written to be completed. And and so Christ went with them. But in having them fall over backwards at the power of the declaration of his deity, that I am uh, it is the one you are seeking to grab hold of, you're, you're daring to put forth your hand against God in the flesh. God substituted falling over backward for, and falling to the ground, falling over backward and falling to the ground for calling down fire from heaven. And, and so when we read of Satan, of the beast in Revelation 13 verse 13, and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. God is saying fire will come down from heaven, but uh, it it will not be literal fire. It, It will be the thing that I substituted in the Garden of Gethsemane for calling down fire from heaven, which was to cause men to fall backwards. And keep in mind, who was in the Garden of Gethsemane when that mighty sign was performed? Judas and the men from the chief priests and the Pharisees, the officers, and and some of the disciples? Yes. But who else? Satan. Satan was there because he had entered into Judas and and Satan is leading Judas in this betrayal of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Satan had a front row seat. He saw firsthand. And he's also very adept or knowledgeable of the scriptures. And he knew what Elijah had done long ago. And he knew what Christ should have done. And yet did not do, and therefore the substitution was made, and Satan does not have power. God hasn't given him that ability to be able to call down fire from heaven. But Satan has been given power, or was, I suppose he could still do this, um, during the Great Tribulation, and now these days after, to be able to do the act of substitution. He can do that sign of causing people to fall over backwards. And we find in many churches today, 
in the world, the church world, that people fall over backwards. And it's it's rather um, a fairly new phenomenon over the last couple of decades, which would coincide with the period of the Great Tribulation and, of course, the loosing of Satan and, and what we're reading about in Revelation 13. Uh, it's a fairly new phenomenon and yet widespread. And, and Satan's ability to manipulate and, and uh, to perform this sign of causing men to fall backwards along with, with speaking in tongues and, and, and all the other charismatic uh, things that are going on in many churches today. Uh, you know, I, I looked up, um, this idea of falling backwards which is also called being slain in the spirit. And it led to information from N. Wikipedia, which is, I guess, a fairly reliable source. And, but I, I don't think these estimates are exact. That there are about 500 million people who would identify with the Pentecostal or charismatic churches in the world today. And, and therefore would be open to a large degree to this kind of phenomenon of falling over backwards or, or, uh, as it's called, being slain in the spirit. 500 million Christians are in the Pentecostal movement and they get that name from Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and they think these things of speaking in tongues or healings or or falling over backwards are evidences of possessing the Spirit of God. In other words, they think it's a sign of salvation or a sign of being a man of God, just as Elijah called down fire from heaven. And yet it's not at all. It is actually the contrary sign of it's evidence that someone is not a child of God. That someone is adding to the word of God. And and uh, because they think these things are coming forth from God, additional revelation or additional miraculous actions like this ought to be recorded in the Bible if they're coming from, from God in truth. But what God has said, once the Bible is complete, that we're not to add to the that book. We're not to add a single word. We're not to add, if uh, we speak in a tongue and, and we claim that's from God, that would be additional divine revelation and ought to be added to the Bible. But God has said, oh no, no, we're not to add. And that means whatever it is, whatever source those tongues are coming from, whatever power is behind causing people to fall backwards. It is in no way, absolutely no way from God. These things are from Satan if they're supernatural. They are from the beast uh, who previously took his seat in the churches and, and they're indicators of a congregation under the wrath of God, of a people under the judgment of God. They're indicators of apostasy. They're indicators of 
the fact that God's spirit has departed from the church and Satan's spirit has entered in. It's a terrible thing. 500 million people are open to these kinds of signs and wonders. And, and since the corporate church worldwide numbers about 2 billion, that's one out of every four on average. One out of every four people that would be open to um, supernatural activities and therefore open to Satan. And I, I suppose that it, it's a far greater number than that. And even those that aren't open to that are in rebellion against God because God has ended the church age, commanded everyone who is in a church to come out of it, and they resist, stubbornly resist as their forefathers of Israel resisted the Holy Ghost. They resist the commandment of God that he gave in his word and continued on in rebellion against him. Well, here it says in verse 14 of Revelation 13, that, uh, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. And 500 million people are open to this and are deceived, blatantly deceived by these types of miracles. And, and the whole church world that has been operating not by the power of the Spirit of God, because God has left and abandoned the church, but through the power of Satan, are likewise deceived into thinking themselves faithful. Oh, we don't go after tongues. We don't go after these kinds of charismatic leanings. We we understand they're, they're not right and not true. We're reformed. And you might be reformed, and maybe you're faithful to the reformer's teachings, but you're not faithful to the word of God because God has ended the church. He has commanded to come out of the church and you have remained unfaithfully. You have stubbornly resisted the commandment of God for whatever purpose. And and as a result, of course, God has bundled the reformed part of the church along with the Pentecostal part of the church together as one bundle of tares and cast it into the fire of his wrath in the day of judgment. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.